So today's discussion also will be on the life uh, and teachings of Muktivinoda Thakur. So we are going to discuss about the since this is Disappearance Day. So we are going to discuss about the very last final few months or final few years of Muktivinoda Thakur, and then after uh, explaining his disappearance, then we will try to go to his teachings aspect uh, and other sections of his life. So three months uh, before uh, Muktivinoda Thakur, he took the Paramahamsa uh, Vesha. He took Babaji Vesh, uh, and three months before. There was a particular incident, which has been uh, mentioned by one of his son, <coughs> and uh, there was a uh, there was a chief uh, secretary of Bengal. His name was uh, uh, Sir William Duke, uh, and uh, Sir William Duke was uh, uh, his authority of Akira Thakur for many years, and uh, he said that he was very envious of Akira Thakur, and uh, so his son was uh, working in the same building. So his son informed uh, uh, his father that Akira Ji, uh, that Sir William Duke is here. So Akira Thakur uh, immediately went and did an appointment to meet him, and he met him in person. And uh, but as soon as uh, it, it is mentioned here that <coughs> Sir William actually met him outside the building. So how they before Akira Thakur could come and Sir William Duke they came at the same time. They met him outside the building, and surprisingly, uh, Sir William he folded his hands and welcomed Akira Thakur. He took caught hold of his hand and took him inside to his office, <coughs> and he said, "My dear Kedarnath, Kedarnath, uh, uh, when you are district magistrate." I want you to take care of the office. So, Bhakti Nagar asked why. They said that I thought that uh, if people like so qualified like you are there, then uh, that time India was India was ruled by British. So they said they said that we have to leave uh, the country because you are more qualified than we expected, and that's why we wanted to su- su- suppress you and make sure that you don't uh, progress. I want to I wanted to see you out of the office. Uh, and Sir William was amazed to read the judgments that uh, Chakul Bhakti Nagar used to pass in his, in his court cases. He used to solve court cases very uh, in minutes actually. For other judges, it used to take hours to solve that cases. But Bhakti Rathakur used to solve that cases in minutes, and uh, in two hours he used to handle uh, uh, so many cases. And uh, uh, his when he used to pass some judgments, so he he mentioned Sir William to mention that when he used to read the judgments that Rathakur used to pass in his court, he was amazed at the great wisdom which uh, uh, which was reflected in his solving of the cases. <coughs> and uh, Bhakti Rathakur. <coughs> He was a devotee, and it was very much visible to Sir William Duke that he was something different. And uh, Bhakti Rao Thakur and Sir William Duke then become very good friends. And then Sir William Duke often used to visit Bhakti Rao Thakur's house, and he often used he got several times whenever he came, he got opportunity to eat Mahaprasad with the Lord. He ate puri, kachori, and so many other Bengali uh, standard typical Bengali uh, uh, prasadam which was offered in Bhakti Rao Thakur's house. So he often came, and uh, one fine day uh, he folded his hands genuinely and he said that. Uh, uh, I consider. I, he said that I want to apologize from you for all my uh, inconvenience and all my troubles which I uh, I make you all go through, and I want to beg forgiveness so that uh, uh, I can leave my body peacefully. And Bhakti Nath Thakur actually, when he saw his genuine repentance, Bhakti Nath Thakur forgave him and he gave him all his blessings. So that's how they were. That's how uh, they were very good. They're very good friends. The reason uh, we mentioned this uh, uh, is because uh, Bhakti Nath Thakur had a very good relationship with so many. Uh, Like so many person, personalities like this, and uh, because of his uh, being a devotee and he was very influential, uh, he was able to uh, create an impact in the life of these people as well. They also appreciated, even Sir William appreciated his devotional service. And Bhakti Thakur was writing on Sri Chaitanya Shikshamrita at that time, and he used to often come meet him and he used to often read what he was writing, and he was very impressed. So in this way, they often also discuss Krishna consciousness. 
Why is why are such prayers in Shrimad Bhagavatam? Because it is a message for us that we have to pray in similar lines. It's very important aspect of devotional services prayers, and we do we hardly find devotees pray. But a sincere attempt has to be made uh, to request the Supreme Lord begging uh, for the Godless mercy. And whatever obstacles we have, how to pray that is also a science. In Shrimad Bhagavatam, we see that the devotees when they glorify the Lord, they glorify a lot of Lord's name, fame, activities, pastimes. So when we are also in the front of the Sulada Nandaneshwarji, Jagannath Bhagavatam, Sobhadeva, we should remember all those pastimes of Krishna's performance in Bhagavatam, in this dimension, Shrimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Shaitamrit, and various other places those pastimes are mentioned. So when, when you come for Darshan of the Lord, in your mind, in your heart, we should offer those prayers, Oh my dear Lord, Oh Radha Nandaneshwarji, Oh Shri Radharani, Oh Radha, Oh Krishna, you have, you performed, you have done you well, uh, just six days old, you delivered Putana, then you keep till Chinavarth, how, how you lifted Govardhan Hill for the protection of the Rajvasis, how you chastised Kaliya, so all these different pastimes and Krishna kidnapping Rukmini and so many other pastimes, so one should glorify the Lord. And when you are in the front of the Lord, that, that prayers should come out naturally. There are two ways. Either you adopt with the prayers which, is, which are directly written by the Acharyas, just accept that and pray, uh, pray uh, you know, try to learn that and pray that in a similar way. The other way is that you can compose your own prayers uh, and pray to the Lord. And then, when your prayers are over, then at the end, you can request whatever is there, is there in your heart. That, my dear Lord, uh, please shower your blessings on me. I am not so fixed in devotional service, but your causeless mercy, by your causeless mercy, I can even fix. Just like you have blessed Prahlad Maharaj, you have blessed Guru Maharaj, and so many others. Please kindly bless me as well, so that I can also be fixed in, in, in devotional service. So please give me that unflinching faith, which the, all the devotees in Shrimad Bhagavatam, they have uh, this. Uh, these devotees are not ordinary in Shrimad Bhagavatam, they are uh, elevated souls. So I also want to become like them. So please show your blessings. Please give me an association wherein uh, uh, I can uh, always think of you, always discuss, discuss about your glories. So that should be our prayers. Whenever we come for Darshan of the Lord, so offering obeisances and chanting their pranam mantras, that is, that is one part, that is one aspect of devotional service. But standing in front of the Lord, taking Darshan of the Lord and praying the Lord in this way, that will, uh, that, that will how we will establish our relationship with the Lord. And when that has happened on a regular basis, uh, then the Lord will also start reciprocating to that devotee. So, you know, in, in the houses of... Uh, uh, in the houses of Grahasthas, when they have the deities in their home, the deities consider that that uh, uh, that house as uh, as their own, and they see that the family members as his own family members, and so the family members also consider the Lord as, as a part of the family, and that relationship establishes, uh, and the family serves the Lord on every day basis. So, uh, uh, often prayers to the Lord on every day basis, so that relationship establishes. So, the Acharya like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he has written so many songs, so many songs, so many uh, uh, prayers he has written, so that for us, when we learn, we, we should spend time. From our from our busy schedule of our life, we should take out some time uh, to study the writings of Bhaktivinoda Thakur to understand the meanings of those the songs which are composed by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Not that just during uh, the death of day and the disappearance day we remember them. No, the writings are not just to be, to be remembered during the appearance and the disappearance day, but they should be remembered all the time. The writings of our Acharya should be part of our life. So more focus, more emphasis on our our of in our busy schedule, we should take out some time and we should have emphasis on studying every day the Vedic scriptures. This, this Shrimad uh, Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Sharitamrit, this is the food for soul actually. For, for, for body, we eat prashadam, right? For, for keeping our body nourished, we eat prashadam. We might be healthy or we might be unhealthy. We might be sick, but still, food is required. Isn't it? Huh? Food is required in both circumstances to keep ourselves uh, going, to keep the body and soul together. So, similarly, the food for soul, what is food for soul? And the scriptures, this is the Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Sharitamrit, this is food for soul. And if you are not, uh, taking that food on everyday basis, we are our uh, our Krishna consciousness is dry. Krishna consciousness becomes dry. Then all our activities become dry. So that's why it's, it's, it should be the most important aspect of our life should be to uh, read scriptures, read the writings of the Acharyas on everyday basis. 
because that is a food for soul and that will give us nourishment in Krishna consciousness. And once you read on internet, you get satisfaction and unlimited amount of satisfaction and unlimited amount of happiness you will experience in your heart when you are doing this on every day basis. So, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, after taking to the renowned sort of life, Bhaktivinoda Thakur also accepted some disciples. <clears throat> and one of them was Krishna Babaji, and who continued to serve him uh, as he had in Jagannath Puri. And <clears throat> Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, he actually shut himself from the whole world. There was a time when Bhaktivinoda Thakur decided that he doesn't want to do anything in the world. He had done enough. He wanted to absorb himself eternally. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur in 1910, uh, he was uninterruptedly engaged in the devotional service. And he pretended that he told everybody that he has paralysis because of which he cannot communicate with others. But he was actually uh, in, in Samadhi, he was in trance. On June 23rd, 1914, it was the same tithi around uh, the disciples' day. Of the, so the, the sun began its southern course and it was the same day that Radha Pandit, the incarnation of Shri Radharani, had left the world some 450 years ago. And uh, precisely at noon, Bhakti Thakur entered the eternal pastimes of the Lord. And this was beyond the vision of the conditioned soul. So, <clears throat> Thakur Bhakti Vinod's uh, Samadhi ceremony was held a bit, uh, a bit later when the sun began its uh, northern course, and at that time the at that time the ashes of Bhakti Thakur were uh, taken from the taken from the Bhakti Bhavan and was brought to his home in Gudrunagri, and uh, <clears throat> they were placed in a very they were, they were placed in silver silver uh, urn uh, utensil and was buried in a, in a festival huge kirtan uh, and uh, uh, festival was was organized in the honor of his disciples in the honor of Bhakti Thakur by his disciples, so hundreds of them uh, took took part. Uh, and they participated in this event. So the Appearance Day and the Disappearance Day of uh, Acharyas are very much supposed to be uh, celebrated. Because uh, just like Krishna's uh, Appearance Day, uh, uh, Lord Krishna's Appearance Day uh, is glorious. Because Krishna's Janma Karma is transdivian, right? Same applies for uh, our Acharyas as well. Our Acharyas uh, life activity is also glorious. It is not ordinary. They, they are here for the Lord's mission. But Krishna comes in this material world for a mission. We were discussing this yesterday. And he has a purpose. So our Acharyas are also uh, sent here for a purpose. And the mission is the same to attract the conditioned soul towards Krishna. When Krishna comes here, he performs pastimes. And he attracts all the conditioned soul towards him. So when Krishna disappears, Shri Bhagavatam comes. And also the Acharyas they come. And they glorify Krishna from Bhagavatam. They broadcast the glories of Krishna. Krishna his name, his fame, his pastimes. And Lord's glories are very powerful. Lord's glories, Lord's name, Lord's fame, Lord's pastimes are very, very powerful. They're not ordinary. They're very, very powerful. If the conditioned souls hear them, they will become devotees of the Lord. And you practically saw that. Srila Prabhupada, when he came in the West, what did he do? He broadcasted the Holy Name. He broadcasted his name, fame, pastimes in the form of giving Bhagavad Gita classes, Bhagavad classes. He spoke about Krishna. And that attracted everybody. And they became devotees. So same principle is, is, uh, is applicable now also. You know, how, how preaching can be done? This is the, this is the principle to be followed. How to preach? This is the easiest way of preaching. So, <clears throat> Bhakti Vinod Thakur, uh, <clears throat> is, uh, the biographers of Bhakti Vinod Thakur have summarized his life and accomplishment in various ways. And each of them exhibited keen appreciation of various aspects and characteristics and accomplishment of this great Mahabharata. And uh, his divine grace, Srila Prabhupada, also has written a uh, lot of things about Bhakti Vinod Thakur. Shri Prabhupada writes, we will discuss about uh, from one of his writings, Purifat Bhakti Thakur, so we also want to read that. <clears throat> it was the desire of Bhakti Thakur actually to spread the life and percepts of Lord Chaitanya in the Western countries. One might say Lord Chaitanya desired it, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he wanted it to spread all over the globe, but actually who envisioned it, it was Bhakti Thakur. And he made some sincere efforts 
so that not taking his teachings or Krishna consciousness uh, should should go outside India, so outside Bharat Bhumi, and that's why he he sent uh, various copies of his books to various universities across the world. When uh, <coughs> when Shivaropad was uh, uh, traveling, uh, he mentions that uh, in Montreal uh, there is a McGill University, and they found Bhaktivinoda Thakur's book after seventy two years. It was found. So <coughs> Shivaropad says that uh, uh, he was he was very fortunate. Somehow uh, that he uh, is connected to this line because uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, was a, was the father of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and he uh, the spiritual master of Shiva Bhakti Shiva Rabubad. and uh, uh, at home Bhaktivinoda Thakur was actually the spiritual master of Shiva Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati but yes he, although he asked me to take a session from Gaurav Shridhar Babaji but in home the, all the training was given to Bhakti Siddhanta by Bhaktivinoda Thakur it is very important that. As devotees, we are trained in the science of Krishna consciousness. Diksha is one aspect of devotional service, but the main aspect is Diksha, the training. Uh, and actual Diksha is the transcendental knowledge which the, which the, which the uh, spiritual master gives to the disciple. That is actually initiation, as per Jivaka Sohibad. <coughs> so Bhakti Thakur actually trained Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and other sons in the, in the science of Krishna consciousness. And that actually created a lot of impact in the, in the life of uh, Bhakti Siddhanta and others. So this training aspect is very, very, is very, very important. And Lord uh, Krishna Babaji Maharaj used to respect Bhakti Thakur as his guide, and uh, and uh, uh, he, he was a very good, very good guide even to the Babaji's. Bhakti Thakur was guiding a lot of Babaji's as well. So Lord Krishna Babaji Maharaj is one example. But we need to understand that uh, there are others as well. So just like Sarva Matacharya, he was a grahastha, huh? but he was the Jagat Guru. All the Maya the sannyasis, they used to come and used to take lessons from Vedanta Sutra. On Vedanta from Sarvamatacharya. That was his temple. There was nobody like Sarvamatacharya. All the sannyasis, big big sannyasis in the Mayavadi line, they used to come from all over the place to take lessons from Sarvamatacharya. That was his goal. He was a grandstand. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur was also like that. Bhaktivinoda Thakur also used to instruct so many uh, Babajis as to give them, although he was himself a grandstand, but his life was exemplary. He was an ideal householder and he used to give him Shiksha to so many <coughs> uh, seniors used to come and take Shiksha from him. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan movement, which Bhakti was desired in 1896, and uh, somehow coincidentally, Srila Prabhupada also was born on that year. In his, in his glorification, he mentions that. That 1896 was a, where Bhakti Ratha desired that this Krishna consciousness should spread outside, and he made efforts in that year. And that was the year when his divine grace was also, Srila Prabhupada was also born in, uh, in Kolkata. <clears throat> and uh, you can see that uh, Prabhupada took initiation from his own son, Bhakti Siddhanta Sasuthakur. The spiritual line of understanding is different from the uh, materialistic point of view. Uh, so, we should not. Uh, <clears throat> so, the idea that I was born in a different family and my Guru Maharaj was born in a different family, Prabhupada is saying that Bhaktivinoda was at that time, Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, was a Vaishnava who has a long vision. Uh, he had a long vision of Krishna. He had so much faith in the teachings of Mahaprabhu. A very important thing is, is the faith, unflinching faith uh, one should have in the teachings of the Supreme Lord and the writings of the Acharyas. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur was, when Bhaktivinoda Thakur understood that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted that it should be spread all around, all over, all over the globe, he had that faith in him. And with that faith, that vision, he started preaching. I would like to tell you one more example of uh, about uh, having faith. Once Bhaktivinoda Saraswati Thakur was having the Easter Mosty meeting, and they were discussing him about how this one verse, Prathvi Deyachi Nakaradi Gram Saradu Prachara Hodumaranam, of Mahaprabhu which he uttered. So how can this happen? So that was a meeting for management meeting was for this purpose, discussing how we can expand the preaching. 
and many of them who, who were many many sannyasis were there in that uh, meeting and also shirobad was also there as a householder he was also there he was also hearing what this dance was such a uh, vision that we need to spread this and many of them they said uh, they said that they gave their interpretation on mahaprabhu's uh, verse many of them they said that this meant only india or other other sections of bharata how can it spread outside outside bharat only that is not possible so they they actually uh, were not having so much faith or so much inclination and who will do it they stopped and discussed about their meeting the discussion who will do it who will do it that, that was the discussion and after the meeting was over also uh, there is uh, some kind of i'm not said i'm not using the word passive Uh, this is not a proper word, but usually after the meeting, also there is sub sub committees, and they also discuss, you know, in small small groups that way. Okay, what happened in the meeting and everything. So Sri Prabhupada overheard that Bhakti Vinod overheard what he overheard that they were saying that Bhakti Vinod envisioned Bhakti Sadam this Bhakti Sadam Guru Maharaj tried, but who will do it? It is not possible. At that time, this householder, the householder, he Prabhupada, he looked at them. And he said to them, "Some fool will do it someday. Some fool. He was there. There were his god brothers. You know, relationship with god brothers is a very transcendental like relationship. So Rabbanji indicated to them that some fool will do it. And he told them, 'If Mahaprabhu has said, Bhakti was an illusion. Guru Dev is saying, then it will happen. Because Rabbanji also had illusions of faith in the writings, Tantras, in the words of the Lord. So now Krishna consciousness, huh?" In our life also, we should learn this point, and we should have unflinching faith in the orders of the spiritual master, unflinching faith in the uh, vision of uh, vision of the Lord. If Mahaprabhu has said it was well, and who knew before 1965 that the woman will come out of India? It came. The older man of 69 years old, uh, he comes out of uh, Bharat, out of India at such an old age, and in 11 years he spreads Krishna consciousness all across the globe. That was the vision of Bhakti Vinod. But Sri Thakur, he actually wanted that the teachings should spread outside. <clears throat> so, on the auspicious, uh, uh, on the auspicious, uh, the auspicious ceremony of Lord Chaitanya's appearance day, it will be uh, we have to hear from uh, also here Prabhupada's writing. We should hear from Bhakti Vinod Thakur, read his writings, understand what he wants, and my disciples, my grand disciples, they should try to fulfill the vision of Bhakti Vinod Thakur, <clears throat> and. Uh, Practically, there was a time when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, uh, movement actually was inaugurated 500 years ago by Lord Chaitanya himself. But there were so many pseudo followers of Lord Chaitanya, and uh, uh, they were actually trying to completely change the teachings of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There was a whole movement, and the original teachings were actually lost. Original pure teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu they were actually lost. So this, so Bhakti Vinod Thakur, he wrote hundreds of books to re-establishing the pure teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was on a mission, single-handed, just like Prabhupada went single-handedly. Uh, Bhakti Vinod Thakur was also going single-handedly against the current. Everybody around there, they were all saying that they are Gaudiya Vishnuas, but they are all compromising the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. They were preaching hodgepodge philosophies. And, and Bhakti Vinod Thakur, uh, he started a movement of his own because he had such firm conviction in the teachings of Lord Chaitanya that, and he was such an empowered soul, empowered personality. And Bhakti Vinod Thakur started a movement. The real Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement, the real teachings, and he broadcasted it, spread it through his own efforts, and uh, that is the result that today Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati established sixty-four Gaudiya Mats, and then his divine grace Bhakti Dham Swamishwar Prabhupada he made an effort also to uh, globalization of Bhagavad Gita. He spread the Bhagavad Gita globally. So Bhakti Vinod Thakur he wrote one hundred books. Can you imagine a person who is a responsible officer? 
Okay, who is a magistrate? Who is a grahastha? Who has and that too a grahastha having ten children. So that person who has to take care of his children, who has to take care of his office, who has to do other services as well, he was writing books. He wrote more than hundred books. So grahasthas are saying that uh, uh, they are too occupied, and here is a here is a person, here is a grahastha. So Bhagavad is full of grahasthas. Examples of love life of grahasthas. Chaitanya Chaitanya is full of grahasthas. So many examples are there of household life in Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Chaitanya, and Nisiya Bhakti or Thakur. Practically, he was such a busy personality. He was a magistrate. He had ten children. Here, here, these days the parents they have one child and they are bewildered of what to do. And all the sadhana and everything is compromised. Here, ten ten children, and then he was spending time nicely absorbing, and he, and he was continuing the mission of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu single-handedly, of all opposition against all odds. Bhakti or Thakur was on a mission to re-establish the pure teachings of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and spread it across the world. When all the lost practices, all when everything the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, practices were lost, Bhakti or Thakur he uh, he re-established it. And uh, that's how the uh, the woman is now is available because of this mercy. So Shri Prabhupada gives a lot of credit actually. So he gives all the credit to Bhakti Rathakur. He, he says that I am very fortunate that I am part of this woman and I am contributing also. In Chaitanya Chaitamrit, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tells another verse. He tells Sarva Mahaguna Gana Vaishnava Sharire Krishna Bhakti Krishna Guna Sakalis Sanchari. A Vaishnava is one who has developed all good transcendental qualities. All good qualities of Krishna gradually develop in Krishna's body. So Bhakti Nath Thakur was actually the personification of this verse. There are twenty, there are twenty-six qualities of a pure Vishnu. And in the same chapter in the Madhurila, there are three verses which mention about the twenty-six qualities of a of a devotee: Kripalu, Abhrata Droha, Satyasara Sama, Idosha. Like the devotees are always merciful, devotees are always humble, they are truthful, they are equal to equal to all, they are faultless, they are magnanimous. They are mild and they are always clean. They are they are without any material possessions, and they perform the welfare work for everyone. They are peaceful. One of the major qualities of a devotee is that he has to be peaceful. Mental equanimity is very important. Usually, sometimes doing various services we lose our mental balance. But we need to learn from these great devotees. Great advanced devotees. Yudhishthira was like that. Brahma ji is also was also like that. That in all the most difficult times, one has to maintain one's mental equanimity. So that one can contribute in a very positive way towards the mission of the Lord. It is not easy to preach Krishna consciousness, and it is, I can say that it is very difficult to live in material world. Situations are so ups. Every day there is some ups and downs are going on. So a person who is uh, mentally balanced, he tolerates everything. Like for Yudhishthira Maharaj, everybody, many of them like Duryodhana, Shakuni, and uh, so many others, the Rashi Maharaj, used to consider Yudhishthira Maharaj as his enemy. But if you ask Yudhishthira Maharaj, for him there was no enemy. Yudhishthira Maharaj was very balanced. He was tolerating everything. Brahma ji also, the gopis used to criticize him, like left, right, and center. You know, gopis are the topmost devotees of the Lord. They were criticizing Brahma that you rascal, why did you make this idol? Because of which he is obstructing the vision of our to see Krishna. So what is this? So they used to criticize him. Brahma used to tolerate that. So we also during our preaching endeavors, in our efforts, in our staying amongst the devotees, this mental equanimity is required. The balance is required because we need to tolerate things, tolerate for the tolerate and cooperate. And you have to work together for the mission of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and that's what Bhakti uh, Bhakti Nath Thakur was like that. <coughs> and they are, they are indifferent to the material acquisitions and are fixed in devotional service. <coughs> you know, these devotees, great personalities, they don't want anything for themselves actually. Then everything it might seem from external vision that he's a householder, he has a family, property, and everything. Just like Bali Maharaj was a demon. He was born in the family of a demon. He was he was a leader of the demons. 
He took other magistrate one and a half hour and he finished that work in five minutes. The work which other magistrate took one and a half hour, that work Bhakti or Thakur used to finish in five minutes. He becomes so sharp. Uh, and Krishna gives interview. So, you know, Yamaraj, Yamaraj, when a soul comes in front of Yamaraj, he takes decision. So, who gives an intelligence to give decision? In the Shrimad Bhagavatam, it is mentioned that Yamaraj takes guidance from Krishna in the Vidya Swaramatma. Krishna guides him from within that what decision has to be taken for a particular soul. That is, Yamaraj, you know, he takes guidance. So, naturally, Bhakti Thakur was, Bhakti Thakur was also taking guidance from the Lord, and all the issues were sorted out very easily. At 1 p.m., he went home. He refreshed himself and then back to the work for two between 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. And every evening after his court studies, Bhaktivinoda Thakur would translate some Sanskrit religious work into Bengali by dictating it to his secretary. That was his everyday routine. And then there was an evening bath and a meal consisting of a little rice to chapatis and another, another half glass of milk. So that was uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur. What? He also had a pocket watch. And he used to always keep a pocket watch with him. And so that to make sure that all his all his schedule is going as for the time. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur, every moment was embraced with an intense desire to render service to the Supreme Lord. That was, uh, that was Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And uh, so, we'd like to end here. Uh, there is a lot to be glorified about Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Uh, we tried our best to put whatever possible was there.